Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, governor. Kid Bandit, how are you doing? Pretty okay. I uh, it's really cold out where I'm from, which is weird because I'm in California and for those you know, it's a desert um, state, and for some reason, it's really, really chilly. Yeah. I was going to say, defi- <laughs> define cold in California, because I'm looking at, you know, how Windows did that update, and it tells you how the temperature is where you are, because I'm looking at two degrees Celsius in the northeast of England. So how cold so- is that compared to you? <laughs> I So I grew up in Alaska, so and it's kind of weird to complain about the cold in California, but I've always defended it as this. It's a desert, so... You never fully acclimate to the cold compared to like when you're living somewhere like Alaska where it's always cold. So your body gets used to it. But in California, at certain parts of the day, it's like really hot and then it gets really cold. So, you know, now we're, we're in that cold spell right now. Give it like five minutes and it'll be really hot again. <laughs> I appreciate how accommodating you are to an interview with an English guy. And the first thing we talk about is the weather. Like, I feel like it is the, the most the, the most British thing that we can do. <laughs> Let's talk about the weather. Uh, but it's great to have you with us because I, I have to start off by saying, um, why did it take society, kid, so long? Why did it take society so long to see somebody do the Naruto run in the middle of a wrestling match? Like, I'm amazed that it hadn't been done until I saw you do it the other day. Like, why has that taken so long? <laughs> I, I unfortunately I have to be honest as a as the protagonist I cannot be the person to claim that uh that honor because ACH uh formerly known as Jordan Miles I believe from NXT did it one time against uh Adam Cole. Oh, <laughs> of course. Oh, well, I well well this well thankfully you're continuing that process. Yes, gonna- yes. <laughs> I thought that among, uh, among other things that really jumped out at me. Uh, that was a really fun moment in, in a really fun match. Uh, it's the, just the 20th anniversary of, of Naruto's just gone. Um, are you a big, you're a big fan, right? 100%. It's, I can't 
really claim it as my top one anime, but I want to say it's one of those weird cases where even if it's not my favorite anime, I probably know more about it than I do my actual like top three animes, you know, because I've been such a fan for such a long time. I'm in- deeply engrossed and entrenched within that fandom now that, uh, yeah, I, I know way too much. I would spend like hours on like the Wikipedia page for Naruto, like researching all these like things. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I could be learning like a different language, but no, I know how to do Naruto hand signs because, you know. <laughs> Where's a good, I mean, where did you discover it first of all? When when was the first time you watched Naruto? Uh, I, I, I was born in the Philippines. I spent my early years of childhood there. And one of the shows that we had available to us was the Filipino dub of Naruto. And we really only had two shows that we could like, well, three, three different shows as a kid that you could kind of go back and forth with. It was uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, in one channel, and then it was Naruto on a different channel, and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho on a different, oh, well, I think it was on the first channel. But so three, three animes that you could, you know, rotate. And when Naruto first aired, everyone and their mother would not stop talking about Sasuke. So I had to like, kind of like figure it out. I was like, okay, I want to watch Naruto. And immediately, like I was hooked. I was like, wow, these fight scenes are cool. They're not as dragged out as Dragon Ball Z was. When, and I, as a kid growing up, I love Dragon Ball Z, but I was also catching on to the fact that Dragon Ball Z would take episode after episode of just powering up. Naruto didn't oh. do that, so it was refreshing. That was my favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm not as deep into the anime world as yourself, sir. Um, but what I do know about Dragon Ball Z, oh, I've lost you, you've disappeared. Yeah, I have an alarm clock coming up in like four seconds and I'm gonna turn it off. Oh, so excellent. It, I am so sorry, there you no, go. No, it's okay, diddling, ding, diddling, ding, ding. There you go, there's your alarm. Um, I'm not as into the anime realm as, as yourself, sir, but what I do know is exactly what you said about Dragon Ball Z, how they'd have an episode where it'd be a, it'd be, it'd be a character, it'd be Goku powering up a move. The next episode would be hitting the move and then the, the bad guy would emerge from the dust and go, Aha, <laughs> it didn't even hurt me. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you catch on to that and you're like, ha, huh, oh, there's, a, there's a pattern here. Not unlike wrestling, mind you. So... <laughs> I like the idea of them powering up a Stone Cold Stunner for 30 minutes, which is <laughs> amazing. Where's it going to jump in That's point? kind of how they built up uh, Danielson's run leading up to his main event, like, you know, push. You know <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, wrong. he's going to power up. <laughs> he's going to win the title and then he's going to lose it right away. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be the champion after all. What? Yeah, wrestling is anime, you know? <laughs> you know? Do you know what? It is, because I was listening to you talking about it. Uh, and we, with Tiger Driver, and you guys are talking about Dark Tournament, and it was like, yeah, like this is this is so, and it, it makes me makes me smile how people get so sort of lost in in the in the nitty gritty of wrestling that you miss the fact that it is just it, it's 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 anime, it's big characters like doing yes. wild things, and and Dark Tournament is a great example of that. A- absolutely, I. <laughs> I right now um, I'm training under the wing of JTG uh, of Crime Times uh, of Crime Time, and what, when, uh, he doesn't watch anime, so he doesn't quite get what I'm doing. But he understands I I'm I'm doing something along that line, 
And one of the advices that he gave me was like, we got to look at wrestling like it's a movie. Uh, so uh, he brought up an example of Fast and Furious, which is, you know, it's known for its car chases, shooting, you know, family, you know. <laughs> but um, what really stands out, even though it's not like, you know, like after all that, you know, explosions and car chases and, you know, and all the girls that they bring in, like what really blew up isn't like the cool sequences. Is it? It is not the the cool like you know gunfights. It was the fact that Dom Toretto's character was it. It's all about family, and that resonates sorta. But it resonated enough that it became a meme, right? Like yeah. it was like I mean for a while, and he pointed out that in wrestling we resonate with the people not necessarily the moves because as much as we as much as i love Pac in his red arrow i love it more when he became the bastard and he would purposely not do the red arrow or i'm sorry the black arrow now but you know because <laughs> he like because people like it so much they're like i'm not gonna do that for you like because you like yeah. it so much like it's an, an impressive feat of athleticism in itself but and and, and you, you 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 know park is british right <laughs> well, funny story like beyond this window i'm in the northeast of england so beyond this window i mean i'm in newcastle upon tyne and there's i'm i'm looking at the river tyne and uh, oh. over the way is where pack shot some of the stuff for his uh, his return vignette oh that is that's incredible. I'm going. I'm heading up that way tomorrow for a walk. I'll I'll send you pictures from there. Like I think I found. <laughs> I think I've gone through the video and gone. I think he shot at these steps. I think it's these <laughs> steps where he did it. I think it is. And I'll go back and check it. Yes, it is. It's those steps. So yeah. It's great. It's like walking on a movie set. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's cool. But like, uh, I mean, I'm from LA, so I see some of the landmarks, you know, in, in uh in certain films. But have you noticed that whenever someone uses like a location close to you or familiar to you and they use it for like a, a vignette, a movie, whatever, and you're familiar with it, it just looks a lot more pristine in camera. Yes. But when you're when you're there in person, it's like, wow, why doesn't it look this nice? <laughs> <laughs> They shot. Um, we will get to the we'll get to the interview proper in a minute. I promise. They a few <laughs> years ago, uh, I was in a I was in a coffee shop in in Newcastle again in the city where they were shooting a scene for Transformers, right? And I was like, why are they doing a scene in for Transformers? And it was like all you saw were just these cars charging down this same bit of street over and over again. And it turns out they had to do a reshoot of a car chase, but it was cheaper to shut Newcastle for an hour or so to film this scene to, to, than to do it over in America. So, like, we were the cheap option. It's like, it looks a bit like it when it's sped up. We'll just shoot it there. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. But it does feel, it does look more pristine. And it does feel, it does feel special when you see, like, I know that place. We all become the yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio gift don't we of just him doing that like i know there <laughs> yeah and, and, and yeah i agree and, and you feel you feel special you're like hey, I'm, I'm from there and you may not necessarily like the film but like now it has that special connection that like latches onto you forever because you know <laughs> the location in question today kid is a desert island which is where we are sending you 
Uh, and we are going to give you three wrestling matches to watch whilst you are there. Uh, three matches that have some significance, some special meaning to you. Matches that, as a, as a wrestling fan outside of being a wrestler yourself, uh, that you love to watch over and over again. What would you like your first match to be? So I, I love the fact that you brought it up, like, not as a wrestling fan. But this is absolutely because I am a wrestling fan. Um, it would oh, be no, no, it can cool. be as a wrestling fan as well. Obviously. Of course, yeah. Oh, but I, I was gonna, I was gonna find a clever way to like mask that, right? So, uh, match one for me would be Nakamura versus Sami Zayn in Nakamura's debut in NXT Takeover Dallas, and um, solely for the reason that it was, it was such a wonderful debut. Um, normally, when you know WWE brings in talent. Uh, and they hype them up. They're a big deal. You know that they're going to win. But this was probably the first time where it felt like, wait a minute, maybe Sammy was going to win because the match was mesmerizing. There was really good near falls. I, I like to think that I've been a wrestling fan long enough that like I can kind of like, you know, reel it in as far as like being really hyped for a match, you know, so, you, you know, I, I don't go like, whoa, you know, especially when I'm around like people, you know, but by myself, I'll do it like willy nilly, but when, when like I have friends over, I'm like, mm, yeah, that was cool. But like inside, I want to jump up. But there was a moment in that match was the, when Sami Zayn gave Nakamura a blue thunder bomb and he's never won a match with a blue thunder bomb. But Nakamura literally waited 2.99999, and I just jumped out of my seat. And I, I remember that was the very, very first time I ever jumped out of my seat for a wrestling match as an adult. I did it a lot as a kid, but as an adult, that was, that was the first. I, actually, as a teenager, I'm sorry, I was a teenager when this happened. That was the first time I jumped out of my seat and went, holy crap, that was that was, you know, incredible. And it was also the catalyst for what made me want to become a wrestler was that match. I I wanted to do it after seeing that match. It was something special about because this is we're going back to a, a, a glorious time in NXT. I'm not saying anything bad about the current NXT, but the glorious time in NXT where it did sort of feel like it was becoming this super indie. And, yep. and with the announcement of Shinsuke Nakamura it felt like all of a sudden, like the eyes of the world are going to be on NXT. And it was just, it was surreal to see him walking into a WWE show. It felt so weird. Were you, uh, were you as a fan aware of the, the, the history of Shinsuke Nakamura up till that point? I, I watched a couple of his matches with um, Kevin Steen, now Kevin Owens. Um, like, you know, YouTube just, like, falling in rabbit holes, you know, because I didn't get into indie wrestling until, I like, until I want to say um, NXT, you know, like, when they start, when they brought, when Triple H brought in uh, Kenta, uh, Pac, Sammy, uh, Kevin Owens, and there's a, there's a name I'm missing, uh, 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 Finn Balor, um, like, I was familiar with one person, that was uh, Kenta, so I wanted to, like, research all these people coming in because I I wanted to be cool you know because because being in the know of like indie wrestling in, in like the wrestling fan like circle kind of makes you look like kind of like a hipster you know like you're like yeah I know 
I know this really obscure wrestler that nobody ever talks about. He's really good, or she's really good. And yes, I don't know. It's like listening to like a really heavy metal band that like only you can handle these. You know, that's what it feels like to be into indie wrestling. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. Please do tan- tangent away, my friend. Tangent away. Uh, uh, okay, so. <laughs> I, I got into like I knew Ring of Honor. I would I watched um XPW, I watched um a Wrestling Society X, you know, Impact oh, yes. as an indie. Um uh when I saw these names come up and like Reddit was on a frenzy, uh I wanted to be in no, I didn't want to be that one kid that didn't like, oh yeah, I, I totally know who Kevin reading notes kevin steen steen is that his name? yeah i don't know who he, yeah. <laughs> i know his uh package pile drive what the hell is that and then you look it up you know? <laughs> so i i didn't want to be not in the know you, know? <laughs> you so had your cheat sheets it. and stuff but I, I like i like the the attention to detail with that one um when you you moved around a lot as you say there, like Alaska, California, how come you moved around so much? Uh, my father uh, worked overseas. Uh, so we, we were there wherever his uh, work called for it. Um, and I, I didn't grow up with him. Uh, I didn't really meet him until I was like a teenager already. So, and it was kind of sad because he was almost like a stranger to me. I, I understood what he did for the family. But, you know, like he was never there as far as like being in there in person. So when I met him, uh, we moved to California and I moved to Alaska for a bit. Uh, Well, when I turned like 18, 19, you know, like I wanted to like kind of find myself, which, you know, you find a lot about yourself in the cold, barren nothingness of Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) Was that, no, so, I love Alaska. No, it's obviously it's, it's it's cold there, but you. So how many years did you spend living in Alaska though? Oh, I I think like give or take five six. Yeah, yeah a good, good good chunk of my early 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 adult life was was dedicated to like surviving the cold of Alaska. <laughs> uh, they they pay you to live in Alaska, so <laughs> it's, it's, wow. it's very telling. Yeah. <laughs> that says something doesn't it <laughs> yeah it's not as bad like I, I, I know i'm looking back at it now it's like wow why did i do that but it's also like there was some really wonderful moments that you know i've thought about like getting billed from alaska before because i i technically could i'm i am from alaska you know i <laughs> you know so is there any what what memories do you have from from living in alaska apart from the cold like what are the happier memories do you have from living in alaska not a happy memory, but I was hiking a mountain one time, and I'm pretty sure I ran into a satanic pagan cult. Someone like nice you do. <laughs> uh, it was like, yeah, you know how Malachi Black has that like beautiful like dark headdress that he wears now, you know. So imagine, imagine like hiking, you know, for fun. You know, and you know, you the worst thing you have to worry about is like, uh, like moose or maybe like a wolf. You know, but you know, I'm not, I'm not so far out of civilization that I have to really worry about it. But I was far enough from civilization where there might be be a pagan cult that I stumbled upon, and it was terrifying because it was daytime, but in Alaska, 
certain seasons, I mean, especially in the winter, there is no sun during the day. So, you know, everything's dark and gloomy. And I was walking down the mountain and I saw a summoning circle. And I'm like, well, it looked like a summoning circle. I'm like, oh, it's a prank by teenagers. And then you see a bunch of like, you know, you know, some sketchy looking people wearing a bunch of like ornaments that look a lot like Malachi Black wears to the ring. And you're just like, huh, I better get out of here before I get, you know, <laughs> so involved. That's, involved, yes, yes. Jeez. I, I also, oh, God, uh, 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 Moose got in like the lobby of like the apartment I lived in. And <laughs> I was just like baffled, but like also not even surprised. I was like, how did this happen? So, <laughs> also, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, he's, he's, he's chance here uh, for a great public service announcement, a bit of PSA. Uh, what does one do when a moose enters your, your, <laughs> your building? How do you, how do you coax the moose out of the building? Uh, you, you grab your phone and you call someone else to do it for you. Someone, <laughs> a trained professional. <laughs> and I think that applies for a lot of like multiple scenarios. Like, you know, as much as we dream about moments of becoming a hero, if you have no idea what you're doing, you might cause more harm than good. So <laughs> there is absolutely, there's absolutely no shame in grabbing your phone and saying, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I feel like you would. So please come save me. <laughs> There is no shame in asking for help in removing a moose. No, no. <laughs> and then you laugh about it later versus laughing about it in the hospital after a moose gores you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when you, you we've talked about Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, and Sami Zayn and that match and how that sort of ignited your passion to become a wrestler. Uh, but who were some of the people that inspired you to, to, to fall in love with wrestling in the first place? I know you said in previous interviews, it was the, uh, the flippy gif wrestlers for lack of a better term, which, which really lit you on fire, but who was there in particular? Oh man. Cody Rhodes. Cody, <laughs> of course. Uh, and like, like, there wasn't a real big defining, actually there is. Okay. So, so I remember, I think it was, 08 smackdown versus 2008 and you know how like the older games you pick a wrestler and you play season mode as that wrestler you know you're you're not it wasn't my career like how it is now where you create your own wrestler and you go through like you know this whole story mode that they wrote for the game now you're just or you're gonna plop you in as that wrestler so you get to live vicariously through them and i remember picking cody Rhodes, and i'm like yeah yeah that's my guy you know, for the longest time, I played the whole season mode as Cody Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, that's that's my guy. Were and you then, more familiar with Cody in the game than Cody as a wrestler? Was it just like, ah, this is the guy I gravitate <laughs> to in the game? Uh, it was kind. It kind of played off into like I played as him in the game. So now I every time he's on TV, I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and then, and from there, I. So like the, the details are so fuzzy because now it's it's been so long. But he did an AMA uh, on Reddit, and I I think this was after he left WWE. And I remember I'm like, oh, sh I gotta go ask him something. You know, I, I I have free time. I'm not in school right now. Let's let's go on my computer. You know, maybe he'll respond, maybe not. But like you know, and 
he answered my question and I don't even remember what I asked you know I think I, I think it was like a Legend of Zelda question because like I knew he was a fan I wanted to connect to him and he the fact that he answered it made me a lifelong fan in me because you know I've never interacted with a celebrity before and that was like a super minuscule thing but I held on to that because I'm like you know I went I went to school and I told all my friends like yo Cody Rhodes responded to like my question they're like who because <laughs> like none of my friends are wrestling fans I'm like Cody Rhodes you, you guys will understand you know but I gravitated to him uh um I really really liked uh Kenta uh, as far as like I just saw him as this smaller guy who didn't necessarily did any flippy stuff that people expect out of him he just went in there and kicked the bejesus out of people and I love that <laughs> uh, and to a certain extent that kind of like went into like my love for uh, Brian Danielson because he's basically American Kenta from like you know a wrestling standpoint but also what what he is as a what like the whole like yes movement uh, that resonated with me because you know I it took me a long time to accept who I was as even then I like looking back at the person I was I wasn't I hated that person, but I was finding self-confidence with my body, with my height, with my weight, because I was a uh, heavy set at the time. I was finding that within me watching his journey, you know, because like he was he was having this whole like storyline about the authority, like bringing him down. You're not the guy. You're not the guy. You don't fit the mold. And that to me was like, whoa i i will never fit the mold like and seeing someone like that still succeed organically mind you like it, it wasn't like shoved down you know it was it was incredible to witness that um um more more of an obscure thing i i really like gregory Shea, uh gregory Holmes, not the hurricane gregory Holmes. um uh and was it were you against the hurricane or no it- i wasn't i just i picked up uh, I think SmackDown versus Raw 2007, he did the Shining Wizard as his finisher, and I really like the move. Mm. So, and I just really like um, uh, Gregory Helms, even though he was supposed to be a heel. I was like, I can't boo him. I, I like his, I like what he does. <laughs> you know? nice. uh, uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick, um, my fa- one of my favorite tag teams growing up, um, definitely always overlooked, in my opinion. I like that they did a backflip in their entrance. <laughs> uh, you what? said that, but you said previously that Brian Kendrick was one of the first, like, quote unquote, famous wrestlers that you met. That was a that was yeah, a surreal but, moment, I imagine. He was the first uh, famous wrestler I've met in person. Yes, in person, <laughs> yes, outside of AMAs uh, and such. Yeah, outside of AMAs, exactly, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so the the fun. The fun parallel is this: uh, when I first saw him, uh, I was gonna do, uh, I was gonna fire from my homeschool, Santino's, here in LA. I was, I was gonna go in. Uh, we were gonna get some flyers to promote the local show, and Brian Kendrick runs his classes in the in, in the dojo, and he was just there. And I remember my friend Ish. Uh, he's my tag team partner now. Uh, he also went to the Nightmare Factory. Yeah, he's he goes with me everywhere. I try to bring him in along. Tries to bring me with him all the time. So he walks into the building, looks behind me, and says, "Hey, bro, don't mark out." I'm like, "Why? What's up?" 
you know and we we joke all the time that like we're gonna be training one day and batista's gonna show up or or someone's gonna show up and then brian kendrick is there and they're like oh 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 is that brian kendrick and he's like yes yeah, Brian kendrick. Like, oh okay and then fast forward when we went to the nightmare factory the same exact thing he walks through the door he goes hey bro don't mark out i'm like what's up it's cody fucking oh i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, because you cody. can swear on this it's fine don't don't, don't fucking worry about <laughs> okay. it it's fine <laughs> Yeah, it's Cody curling like 60s. I'm like, wow, that's, that's Cody Rhodes. That's damn. <laughs> Did you speak so, to him? Yeah. Did you go over and say hi? Say, hey, remember that thing I asked you in the AMA? What was it? Because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I've i been a lifelong Cody fan. And seeing it in my very first time seeing him, I mean, I've seen him in shows, sure, but I've never actually, like, I've never, I was never rich enough to afford, like, backstage passes and ever got to do meet and greets and all that stuff so meeting him for the first first time like just him and his glorious neck tattoo just like right there across the room and like yep that's that's my favorite wrestler bro <laughs> yeah just curl, clanging and banging he's about to teach me how to be a wrestler in like in the next couple of weeks and he did you know and i hope i hope i'm doing you proud sensei you know? <laughs> but that's great that must feel uh, you must have moments where you, you you pinch yourself to go well here's a guy i used to play as him uh, on smackdown versus raw and now he's he's teaching me to wrestle i've just competed for his promotion like that must that must you must pinch yourself quite a bit at the moment yeah i i i say this to my friends all the time i can retire tomorrow and like you know like i what i've done so far i've met people in the indies right now and i've only been wrestling for like almost seven months this this month's gonna be my seventh month and i've done i've been on tv or dark at least you know that's a major company i was able to wrestle you know in big promotions and i'm very blessed i'm lucky uh and i was you know i i in in, in a different perspective i'm looking at it as you know like people would do this for years and they would never get to this point and i'm like wow like this is something you know and and i have a friend who i met recently and he's retiring oh he retired actually he retired last year and he told me that one of the highlights of his career was wrestling me and i'm like what do you mean it's like because you're like one of the biggest names i've wrestled i'm like what does that mean dude like i i'm nobody he's like no you're, you're you're somebody now and i'm like i'm looking back at it and from a different perspective and i'm like i kind of am kind of building momentum right now that not a lot of people ever get so if i retired tomorrow i wouldn't really have a regret i got to i got to wrestle my favorite wrestler of all time in the national stage for his company they let me do a suicide dive on them where i did a naruto ride, <laughs> which was totally improvised mind you i got i did not plan on doing that um if if there's a clip of that, like right now, that you, I get in the ring, I start Naruto running, as I, and as I was diving, I just yell, "Hi, how are you doing down there?" As I'm <laughs> diving, and I don't know why I did that. I I was just too much emotion. I was just like, I thought I was here to like get squashed. Why am I doing a suicide dive as an enhancement talent? <laughs> What's going on? you know <laughs> but you're in the moment you're feeling the moment and it's it's a it's, it's a credit to to you and to yours the fact that as you say like 
you're you're in, you're in an enhancement talent position, but you're you're getting your licks in, you're getting some chops in. You've you've you created a a flipping gifable moment of your own on on a major promotion. Like that's incredible. Right? And seven, I was like... and seven months in, and I think this is the bit that I think everybody is going to be. Uh, spellbound by is the fact that, that somebody as, as good as yourself is seven months in like that's incredible like the, the, the sky is is terrifyingly the limit like that's what's so cool seven months in and 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 look at how much ground you've already covered like that's incredible this is a this is a lot of that uh video game you know in the coming out because I spend a lot of time playing the video games uh, before I became a wrestler. So I would, I would watch like you know I would you would create your wrestler and you would go through all the moves, and because you're that kind of person where you want to make your wrestler the coolest badass like person in the world, that's gonna be John Cena, Cena multiple times in like universe mode. You're gonna take all the cool moves <laughs> and you can put it in your wrestler. And I carry that over to me as a wrestler me, because I am just my video game character coming to life, right? And so now I'm looking at me as like, I will, I will do cool moves. Cool moves, yes, cool moves. And, and you know, as a wrestling student, you get told it's not about the moves, it's about the moments, which I agree 100 percent But also, hear me out. What if my moment was a cool move? What if the hey, moves are know? the moments? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not there where I want to be, but I like to think I am building myself up to that. Um oh you've got uh, all the time in the world. You've got all the time in the world. It's incredible. <laughs> like, but to to, me, to touch on it, you mentioned there about creating a character because you you I know you played SmackDown versus Raw 06 until the, the disc broke. Uh, so I know you put a lot of hours into it. Uh, when you talk about creating a wrestler, what did Kid Bandits create a wrestler look like, play like? Tell me about him. Tell me about him. All right. Um, Seth Rollins' hairstyle. Nice. When he had the blonde streak, would, would became a, an available hairstyle for, for like creating wrestlers, I think around... Two, uh, 2k13 the one with cm punk it was a cover right? i think that's when it started and ever since they put that in the game i've always had that hairstyle like and it kind of carried over to me now because like i dye my hair multiple multiple colors shirt but it's less oscar more seth rollins in that you can't really tell now because it's faded but like this was green i thought that was a natural red. color i'll be honest <laughs> oh man I haven't had natural <laughs> hair color for a while. <laughs> I almost forgot what it looks like. So you have uh, the so Seth Rollins streak. So um, in terms of, of um, what else were they wearing? What sort of, was there? Was there a, a set sort of costume design you'd have? Yes, for the I always wore a trench coat because I like edge. I like, nice. <laughs> I like edge would come out, but. But I hated the physics in the game because they had the coolest trench coats, but they they wouldn't flow. They they were attached to your legs, so it looked. You know what I'm talking about? They're like really starchy. It was like it was like they were they was like stapled to the tights of the character. Yeah, I was like, oh man, but it's such a cool trench coat. So you know, I it, 
it, it, that's how it was for the longest time. Eventually, they upgraded the trench coat I would always pick, and they would have it flowy. And I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah, they, they learned how to use physics in the engine. <laughs> nice. You know? all, all that millions of dollars they put into this video game, they couldn't make a trench coat, like, movable but we will put in like all these you know we'll put in the terminator one year for no reason right let's go you know <laughs> what would the finisher have been what would your finisher have been any other oh, cool moves what would the finisher have been it was a uh, it was a lot a lot of the time it was the phenomenal forearm which is now kind of like my finisher my, my finisher is the phenomenal slap <laughs> beautiful as it is yeah, the, the it's an anime who is the Rasengan. You know, uh, uh, it was the uh, Phoenix Flash was one of them, um, and uh, Ushigaroshi uh, was another one of them. So Beautiful. I I I just like those moves, and uh, as a wrestler, it carried over into I want to do those moves, but I want to make them different, except for the Phoenix Flash because like that one's. That one's kind of like, oh man, you can you can't really do much from there. You know, you could add one more rotation, but that's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other moves, I look at them uh, as uh, I I like this move. How can I make it cooler so like it's my signature move? And that's how that's my artistic approach into into all of these things in, in rest in re- as far as wrestling moves are concerned. It's like I think of myself as a cover band. And I'm playing a song, but I do my genre, which, you know, is the kid bandit genre, the anime genre. And, you know, I, I do a, the Sister Abigail, but I do a ripcord arm trap with it because, you know, why not? You know, it's different. And people think, oh, it's the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, thank you. But also, like, I have no idea, like, you know, <laughs> like how I pulled that up. You know, I just I just find a cool move and I try to make it cooler to make it my own. And, that's my whole approach in wrestling. <laughs> that's how that's how everybody should come at things. It should be a case of like we all lend from other people. We all we all make our own thing from other people's things. You know, yeah. this is a rip off of a radio of a BBC radio show. Like it's <laughs> but it's but with my own spin on it. There's a show called yeah. Desert Island Discs. It's a rip off of that. But like this is basically me adding a ripcord to Desert Island Discs. Is what I've done. Not as yeah. kind of sort of. Uh, you did so Okada pose, yeah. That, that's basically what I've done. Is is Okada? I'm basically Okada. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to your second match. Uh, we had Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, from NXT Takeover. What would you like your second match to be? It's funny you brought up Okada because that was kind of <laughs> yeah. team. Teamwork making the dream work. Yeah. Plan that. Um, Plan that definitely. It- it would be Kenny versus Okada, the first bout. Um, and I know, I know their uh, subsequent clashes are like what people really hype about. But the first, the first one holds a special place in my heart because that was the first time I ever convinced someone I was into to watch wrestling with me, and I was. I was trying to like seduce them by saying, yo, you should watch Japanese wrestling with me. It's called strong style. I think you'd like it. And they're like, really? What's different about it? You'll see. And so how did New Japan world and chill go down? Yeah. How did did it go down? (laughs) Uh, What's first base? First base is kiss. (laughs) Uh, 
we uh we ended up in 0.5 base <laughs> nice nice your, your, in- your top lips touched <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, my bad, my bad. Zero point one base. <laughs> you thought about kissing? Yeah, I thought I thought about kissing. <laughs> uh, that, if only uh, it had been another Omega Okada match, it might have gone further. You should have yeah, the last if, one. You know what? If I didn't, you should have the I last one. It's ninety minutes. You had loads of time. <laughs> okay, so th- the problem is. I I I brought someone in to uh, to New Japan and chill, <laughs> and I haven't seen the match yet. So instead of entertaining them, who has never no real experience in wrestling, they're familiar with it growing up, sure, but they've never actually watched wrestling wrestling. And I brought them in to watch one of the best matches of all time. I ain't paying attention to them. I am no. sorry. I am watching the damn match. <laughs> and i did i was like i was just like this the whole time and they were on their phones because you know you know how it, you know how it gets you know yeah i get it i get it. My, <laughs> my my good lady has uh kind of accepted wrestling sort of by proxy because it's because of the nature of what we do like it's it's always on in one of the rooms in the house so she's she she puts up with it and 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 sometimes and you know what it's a good match when 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 she'll go as a non-wrestling fan she'll go oh they work well together so that's that. Yeah. That have been a reaction to Omega Okada. Oh, they work well together. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. It's all yeah, right. All right. And I, finished, yeah. the, the wrestling fan in me is like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. What? Well, out of interest, <laughs> why? Why have you picked the first one as opposed to the others that they had? Um, is it more um, the moment? I, no, uh, it, it it was because yeah, I brought someone in to watch it with me. I don't have a lot of friends going up so i and i i mean and the the friends i did have weren't wrestling fans so i was you know i was always just watching it in the dark you know corner of my room whenever i could and or i would play the video games you know and that one was like the very first time i ever had the confidence to be like hey uh come watch this with me you know and they were like yeah i'm down why not and i ended up watching it they went they were on their phone and i asked them what'd you think it was all right as i yeah i want to go i want to go get some starbucks i'm like sure and i'm out here thinking i want to go back home and watch that match again because it was that good you know so it would be that one just for more of a more of a i can't find the word no reason yeah, yeah, like a sentimental reason, like a personal mm. sentimental reason, instead of a, like, oh my God, this is a wrestling match, you know. Mm. And and a testament to New Japan's like you know skills. I that's two New Japan like you know you know mainstays that I've brought up now, <laughs> as far as like you know. <laughs> Absolutely. You say you mentioned there that, that growing up you didn't have many friends. Was that I mean? Is that what a weird question to ask? But why do you think that was? Were you quite shy as a kid? Because you seem very out there now but we I, I had coffee <laughs> ah that'll be it that'll be it okay um i i didn't speak english good um when i moved mm. to america uh i had a, th- a very thick accent um which i got made fun of a lot i was also a loser in the general sense that on my first day of school i was eating a burrito and I've never had a burrito before, so I had no idea what 
how to eat it. So I ate it like this and all the beans spilled all oh. over my white t-shirt. No one tells and, you these things though. Oh, no. I mean, in hindsight, no one should eat anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was a child. I, was, I didn't know any better, you know? <laughs> oh, bless you. But- so I, yeah, that was a, that was my, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get bullied as much. I mean, yeah, I did get bullied, but it was like one of those, like, there were people who did get bullied way worse than I did uh, Hmm. by the sole fact that I was so insignificant. I went under everyone's radar and that was like, I was like a wallflower and that was what kind of like spared me from all, all the bad, bad stuff, you know? And yeah, and it was it's hard to make friends with people when you're first you know like when i'm learning about their culture um i i went to school in a predominantly uh hispanic uh area so a lot of people spoke spanish i didn't even speak good english and now everyone's speaking spanish and i'm like holy crap this this, this is like it's like playing a video game and like like legendary difficulty right off the bat you know and i was like I was like 12, so I didn't know, I didn't know how to approach social aspects of things. Um, and as, as funny as this sounds, I learned how to speak English thanks to Michael Cole's commentary on the video games. <laughs> yeah, it, it helped, it, it helped, definitely helped. Um, I learned how to get rid of my accent by repeating lines off Harry Potter, the movies. Wow, really? Yeah. Yes, uh, because I read somewhere, I, 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 not somewhere, I know exactly where I read it from. I read it from a forum on GaiaOnline.com where it said, if you watch a British movie, you can get rid of your accent because you'll be so focused trying to speak in a British accent. I have a terrible interpretation of a British accent. Um, if you couldn't tell, I have a very Americanized I'm, I'm, California I'm excited for you to, to show me it. Oh, God. I, no, you um, can't say that and then not do it. You can't. All right. I, I hope Anthony Agogo never watches this. I hope he does. Hello, Gavna. Shit. <laughs> that's all. Hey, okay. That's, that's all I'm willing to do. That all was right. all right. That was all right. And that's like the same in British. That's that's Cockney, isn't it? In it, British is Cockney. Like it's you know, if in doubt, just take all the T's out of everything. Or oh, I'm British. Boy. Okay. I played. Um, I religiously played uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So nice. That helped. And, and and I religiously played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is set in London, but you're a Viking. And I thought that was like, wow, this is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird like game. But yeah, but it's but it's, but it's great because like obviously you've mentioned Pack a few times, and 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 Pack is and that's that's like another that's another business altogether because he's British, but he's he's a Geordie. He's from he's from this area, so the accent's different again. So yeah. it's getting your head around how how different the, the vowels are and all of that stuff. But I would honestly, just speaking to you now, I wouldn't have guessed that English was your second language. So, so take that as a compliment or jokes Thank aside you. from the British one. I think if you spoke in British, I'd probably get, they'd probably give it away. But, <laughs> but in American, honestly, it doesn't come across as your second language at all. 
to take, you know, I, yeah, I compliment. It was one of my thank you. It means a lot because it was one of my biggest insecurities. My my mother uh, is constantly criticized because as brilliant of a woman she is, um, she doesn't get taken seriously because she's Asian. She does. She has a thick accent, and people, people like she has a hard like her 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 verbiage is eloquent, but her her delivery is not because it's not her first language. So. Mm. People think that, you know, at best she struggles with like she has a speaking disorder. At worst, they they think that she has a mental disorder because like she she just cannot express what she wants in English as well as her brain can comprehend it. And I was like seeing seeing her uh, firsthand, seeing how people treated her when I was a teenager because of like how she would talk. One of my biggest like goals was to like i gotta get rid of my accent especially if i want to be an entertainer i gotta get rid of my accent because everyone's everyone's gonna make fun of me you know like and and i like to think in 2022 we have we have progressed as a society where it's frowned upon to make fun of accents it wasn't it wasn't like that the whole time you know it wasn't that long ago where i would play call of duty uh modern warfare 2 and you would hear the f-bomb like you know the slur like thrown willy nilly left and right, and or the n word for that matter, and it and it was it was normalized back then. But now it, we we have evolved, which I'm grateful for. And but at the same time, I I knew if I wanted to do this, I can't have an accent because people can be mean. Case in point with Nakamura, it's a promo. Everyone's like, ah, yeah, Asian man does Asian man things. Like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, I get it. We're, we're, we've we've come a long way, but there's still a way to go. Yeah, and, with a lot of those. And oh, as much as I talk about him, because you know Cody Rhodes, he uh, he generally wants to bring about that change. And I think as uh, it sucks that we, as the wrestling fandom, makes fun of him for that. It's like, well, hold on, that's kind of an admirable goal. Why are we making fun of him for it? And, you know, but. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the, the general thing with Cody the, the, is that he's, he's, he's so super good guy that he's become a pseudo bad guy. And to the <laughs> point where even like into the, into the sort of last year, I was going, oh, Cody's coming back. He's going to win all the matches. Da, 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 save the day. And even I'm kind of biting on. And then as the year wore on, I went, this was the thing all along. And, wow. and and how great though and I'm I don't as I say I'd always rather be happy than right and and how great is it that in 2021 as it was last year that I was I was still able to get suckered into something like that like how great right. yeah yeah you got I'm, everybody I'm delighted yeah, go coach. yeah I'm delighted I'm like yeah fair absolutely fair play I thought you were being an ass. You were being an ass, but it was deliberately being an ass, and I didn't see it that way. And that was, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm glad that we could still get hoodwinked all these years on. Right. <laughs> that's that's the thing about us as fans. We we've seen it all. Mm. You know, we, we have. So whenever something blindsides us, it's so refreshing. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Seven months you've been wrestling, um, but your, 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 your transformation has, has been much longer because um, you put out a thing on Twitter uh, recently saying that two years ago you made the decision, and you referenced it earlier on in our chat today, uh, that you used to be uh, on the heftier side and you made a life decision to go, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose some weight and I'm gonna, I want to look like the sort of performer that I want to be. Was there a moment before you went on this incredible journey where you decided, right, that's enough, something needs to change? So I grew up heavy set. There was a small period where I was able to shed the weight um, for a couple of years. And then, you know, alcoholism, bad habits, it came back and I ended up back where I was. And that's, I think that's even worse is that like you got out and then they sucker you back in. You know, that's, 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 that's even more depressing, I think. But yeah. Yeah. And so uh, when I lost the weight the first time around, it was when I wanted to join the military. Um, I just, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get in. I was a terrible soldier, terrible, terrible soldier. I hated it. Uh, Why are you a terrible soldier? Oh, because because when you're in the military and you get told it's like Call of Duty and then you get there and it's nothing like Call of Duty. You're like, wow, what the hell? Then you then you do everything within your power to find ways to get out of doing things. And uh, other veterans will probably look at me as like, yep, I understand for those who aren't really aware of like what it is, it's called shamming. And shamming is when, uh, man, I'm, I'm revealing trade secrets now. Here we oh, go. Here we go. Inside the actor's shamming studio. Shamming is basically when you decide, uh, hey, Sergeant, I can't go to work today. I have a dental appointment and then you stay at home and play video games all then you stay at home and play call of duty right <laughs> <laughs> obviously you're still kind of training <laughs> and I'm, I'm training you know? <laughs> i'm doing what you promised me this was gonna be <laughs> and i 
legit joined because they told me it was going to be like Halo. And I got... <laughs> I got suckered in and I don't regret, I don't regret my time and service. I just, it wasn't for me. So, you know, I, uh, veterans day comes along. I'm like, yeah, I was a veteran, but I never like, I don't, I don't make it my gimmick <laughs> because mm. I, uh, I know a lot of, uh, veterans in the industry, they, they are very proud of their service. Therefore they tie it into what they do now. And that's admirable. 100%. I was a terrible soldier. So that would not translate well into what I do. Um, I mean, there's yeah, something I, in a gimmick that is a terrible soldier. That is, that is true. That's never, hey, it's never been done before, right? I, I am, I am dessert. I, I, I am, I am kid deserter. You lose every, <laughs> lose every match by count out. I, <laughs> Hey, hey, like, like, right. I, I'd be, right. I'd be intrigued. I'd be like, why does he keep deserting the match? <laughs> he just doesn't turn up. Just doesn't turn up. <laughs> so just the ref counts him out. Yeah. Oh, Des um, dessert, <laughs> kid, dessert. He's done it again. Hey, man, my bow's getting dessert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're backstage using a, using, using the double usage of the word. I'm having I'm dessert. The catering, same brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it that's how it goes and look at that that's a whole uh, storyline that you could play out for a year you know <laughs> oh you could run that and the moment that you turn up to a match like the biggest pop ever oh, <laughs> the, the number three is entrant at the rumble oh, he it's finally kid, shows it's up kid deserter he won't be he's here oh my god he's here oh he's immediately thrown out <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god make it a thing so back on track then so you so you were in the military um yes and, and it was and and how does this tie into the decision for you to go right i need to get into better shape i need to get back to where i was before where does this all tie in so i was never an athlete um when i lost the weight for the military that was just all all of it was just like, I'm just going to run until I'm tired. Uh, there was no science. There was no method to madness. It was just like exhaust yourself with physical activity every single time. Hmm. And it worked, you know, so, and I got to the military. I was fit. Uh, I did I did pretty well in the physical aspect in the military because, like I said, there was no method to my madness. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of military folks could vouch for this. There's not a lot of method to madness what the army does. They kind of like tell you to like suffer for no reason. And you're like, okay. Hmm. But since I do that all the time anyway, I was used to that. So when I got out, I was already gaining weight. Like on my way out of the military, I was gaining weight. So I I was drinking a lot. I was drinking a lot, a lot, you know. Um, and I, you know, I've been sober for a while now. So I, I believe it's four years. So yay. Nice know, one. Nice one. That's if, great. If you're trying to stay sober and you're seeing this, hang in there. You know, it's, it's great. You know, so anyway, sorry to get sidetracked. Uh, no, don't, no, don't. I'm glad you, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, when I wanted to lose the weight again, I drew upon my experiences losing it the first time to get there, but it wasn't, it wasn't to do something I kind of wanted to do impulsively. It was, because I've always wanted to be a wrestler and to do that, I have to like, you know, get fit, fit. And 
I was at my heaviest at 252 um, when I first started wrestling, uh, training to be a wrestler, actually. Uh, the very first thing we had to do was run, just like run around the parking lot. And I came in dead last. I came in dead last. And I remember feeling, I remember nobody outwardly expressed it, but I remember feeling that like, wow, everybody just saw me come in last and not like, not like last is in like, I'm like a couple meters behind the last person. I'm talking about like, I was, it took two minutes for me to finish that whole thing. So everybody got a breather. So they were grateful for that, but also like, yeah, like it, it was very embarrassing. And I remember feeling like, wow, like everybody thinks I'm not going to make it. And I would have peers from that class who aren't wrestling trainees anymore, who laughed in my face. And I told them, I want to wrestle like, like Will Ospreay and Ricochet. And they're like, really? Like, you know, and they just gave me that, like, that look. And I remember feeling, wow, that, that's, a, that's not a good feeling. You know, like, it's not a good feeling to, to be counted out, to be written off before you even get to tell your story. You know, so that, that was, that, I held on to that. So, so as much as I portrayed the whole journey is it, it's an inspirational, you know, it's, it was all sunshines and rainbows. I held on to spite. <laughs> yeah. I held on to, you know, like to, to that dark moment to keep myself going. Cause I'm like, yeah, like, no, you know what? Screw you. I'm, I'm going to do a flip one day and everyone's going to like, you know, and now I can't stop flipping. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> But but you but that's a it's a testament to however you get there you got there and yeah. um to you say like the spite was what got you through those darker moments where you just remember people laughing at the concept of you being performing like a will or spray have you since had conversations with any of those people that that did laugh at you and and, and told them how much that motivated you I never did. Um... But I will, I, I, a couple of them, I got, I hope they don't watch this. I mean, or they don't listen because <laughs> I, because I don't know exactly who they are, but uh, they asked me when I started blowing up, they're like, Oh, I want to get back into it again. I'm like, sure. And I gave them, I gave them a different place to train at because where we were at, they, it wasn't a good fit for them. The, the style. Um, cause, cause my homeschool, when I started out Santino bros, it was, it was tough. It was, Physic very physically demanding. They ran it like boot camp, which thankfully I already went through a boot camp, so I knew what to expect when when that whole aspect came about. But it wasn't for everybody. Not everybody's gonna learn that tough method, and that's okay. So, like at this point, I had other resources I recommend. You know, um, so I told them, "Hey, go go train here instead." You know, like I think this will be a better fit for you. Not, I didn't tell them that because I wanted to like blow them off. I told them that because as much as it hurt me back then for what they said, hurting them now does not benefit me as in any capacity. Like, you know, payback doesn't like I held on to that because I wanted it to use it as a fuel. I didn't hold on to it because I wanted to get payback on them because like in the grand scheme of things, who are we anyway? You know, like, like, Oh yeah, I got payback on, 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 on John John Doe for for something he said, and then what? Where do we go from here? You know, like so. I generally want them to chase the dream because it did wonders for me. It turned my life around, and uh, 
when I started this, I um, one of the things I wanted to do was stop smoking, uh, stop drinking. I was already kind of on my way to sobriety anyway, but like I wanted to commit to that. And if I wanted to get fit and lose weight, I cannot drink, you know, I uh, find a healthier diet. All that came together during my journey as training to be a wrestler. And if it could do that for me, then I can only imagine what I can do for someone else who might be looking for that passionate outlet that hopefully will turn their life around. That was really long-winded. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. I think it's wonderful. I think there's a lot that it's there's, there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of said about your character there. The whole the whole idea that you know these people drove me with with venomous comments, but I'm not gonna put them through the torture I went through. I want them to be happy. I want them to find the happiness that I found in sobriety, in in, in fitness, and I want them to you know. <laughs> and again, it's living well being for lack of a better term living well always being the best revenge if you want if you want revenge from anything you know okay don't get me wrong i know i sounded like very like yeah i'm such a good person i buried a hell out of them in private <laughs> chat dude. Dude, I, I would go to my friends like oh yeah that guy fuck that guy but but i'd be upset if you didn't I'm do like, it privately hey, yeah i'll do it privately yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that's it just always remember which chat window is open when you do it. <laughs> oh my yes. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's it. Got yeah, a top, so, top tip. So, so, sorry to ruin the illusion, kids. I, I am the protagonist, but I'm also human. I, I get venoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. For any anybody watching and listening, like Kid Bandit, like myself, very wholesome, but we're also assholes when we need to be. <laughs> yeah. so, it's just life, isn't it? You just have to be. You just have to be. Um, it's been a, a lot of discovery for yourself over two years. You, you've, you've found sobriety. You've uh, you, you found a, a healthier regimen. You found yourself uh, in the world of wrestling. You also found out that you were binary. And and I love the fact that you found this out through Samus from Metroid, <laughs> which is which is on so many levels so perfect. Because as somebody that played Metroid, because I'm an old bastard, and somebody who played Metroid first time round didn't know the gender of Met of Samus then. Yeah, and there's something perfect. Do tell the story because I think it's it's, it's a, better coming from you. It's a perfect like full circle right there. You know, so it's perfect. Like, I. <laughs> Uh, my partner didn't have a Halloween. Oh, we didn't have Halloween costumes that this year. Oh, last year, because I was so busy traveling and paying for hotels and whatnot. They, I basically said, you know what? I will. I'll be you from last year. And I put that on, and I remember posting it online. I'm like, yo, and everybody was like, yo well uh, well received and then slowly something kind of like you know my my partner was like yo you're kind of like enjoying this way too much uh, and i'm like i am huh like you know i i i am enjoying it a little too much you know and then you find that aspect about yourself in front of everybody it was terrifying i got a lot of, i got a lot of death threats from it for some reason i'm like what 
what did I do to you? You know, but it was, it was amazing that the more I did it, the more I felt like I was being whole, you know, cause, cause as human beings, I like to think that we are creatures of, uh, un, we were, we're never completely full. We are always craving something. And this, this is true from someone like at the lowest level of poverty to the highest level of like wealth. Like you will always crave something unless like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the concept of like Nirvana and Buddhism, where when you reach, when you reach Nirvana, you don't crave things anymore you feel whole you you become something that's like you 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 ascend into enlightenment like that that's the whole notion of it i i could be wrong i am not a buddhist but like i did kind of like read into that um but that's like the closest thing i could equate what i felt when i embraced it i was like i feel whole I feel like this is me and this is a part of me I didn't think or even consider was because I've had non-binary friends before and I respect them. I didn't understand it uh, fully until very, 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 very recently. But when I did, I was already on my way to that. And I realized, yeah, this, this is how I reached that level of like, like being complete and I I am lucky that you know I found that because people would spend their whole lives not being able to embrace this specific aspect you know like of themselves because of persecution maybe where they're from it's very frowned upon um, I think we're lucky that being from where we, you and I are at in the world, it's a lot more tolerated, but in certain places in the world, it is punishable by death. So it's, it is very terrifying for some people to embrace that. Um, but I would, I mean, I don't know if this is okay for me to share, but like, if I, I think I'll, I'll keep the details vague, but someone from uh, that part of the world where that is, you know, punishable by death, uh, reached out to me and said they are afraid of being themselves because of that. But seeing me do it in front of the world and I get celebrated for being me helps them get through them, their, their, their struggles about not being whole. And I mean, I cried like, like a baby. <laughs> I, I was like, I was reading that like freaking like, like at, at 2 PM. I'm like, why am I crying? All right. This, this is such a sad story. So when they shared that to me, I was like, wow, this, you know, I never, I, and I say this a lot. I never expected I would have that effect in people. And I still don't, you know, like, cause I was just this dude that played, you know, video games all the time trying to like emulate who I wanted to be in the video games and now I'm out here helping people in ways I never imagined I would and maybe that's 
also what helps me feel whole about all this, but also the fact that it's, it's, I'm part of something bigger now. I'm bigger than who I am. And it's terrifying to like, you know, look at that and say, wow, um, I have a responsibility to people to, to be myself and be proud of that. And that's not easy if you've had self-esteem issues your whole life. So I, I am grateful that like people, you know, like me, I guess, but it is overwhelming at times. Yeah. So sorry if I got sappy. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, I, I think it's, it's incredible. As you say that it, it's easy to to focus sometimes on on some of the negative that comes and i know that you know around new year's eve new year's day you posted uh pictures of yourself looking fucking adorable online and uh and it caused a lot of you you had some some animosity towards it but also you had messages like that of people saying like i don't feel ready to be me and and i can do it vicariously through you and i know for a fact you also had messages from people saying I I've been I've been hiding my true identity. I saw you spring to life and it's inspired me to come out to my parents. It's inspired me to come out to the world. And and I think that is a more powerful imprint than than any snarky negative comment will ever will ever be because that's like life affirming stuff. Do you feel like you're going into 2022 do you feel like you're the sort of person you'd like to have bumped into last year? Depends on how hard they bumped me. <laughs> <laughs> Full on shoulder tackle, phenomenal slap off the springboard style. <laughs> Smack in. I, I don't know actually. Cause what, one of my biggest fears is letting the fame get to mold me into something I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to claim that I am famous, but I am getting that traction. And there was a moment, a brief moment where I did let it get to my head. I thought I was the shit. And, and it took a lot of self-reflection to kind of like stop myself and be like, I, I don't want to be like that. I, I really don't want to, I don't want to be an asshole. But it's so easy to believe your own hype, especially when, when your feed and your you know and the people you run into in, in real life affirm you. Like they they're like, yeah, you're you're the next big thing, yeah, you know, and, and they tell you that constantly, and, and it gets to your head, and you, you start believing it. And and I'm lucky I didn't crash and burn believing that. I was able to, I was able to like connect with people who were able to tell me, hey you know, be careful not to let this get to your head. And I was thankfully mature enough to, you know, and that's who I was last year. Um, so would that person generally like me now? I don't know. I, I think, I think they would look at me and say, wow, you, you know, I mean, this was for a short period of time, but I like to think that this, was the biggest lesson I learned in 2021 was I don't want to be, I don't want to be that person. I, I got one of the, one of the things I hate 
are people who get in positions kind of like where I am, where I'm inspiring people, but they're so blatantly transparent that they're doing it for clout. And it's so obvious they're pandering and they don't, they don't really give a crap about like the issues that, that the people that follow them, like, you know, gravitate towards them for, I don't ever want to be that because I have met people like that. And it, it, it hurts that behind the scenes, they could give two craps about the, the people who devote themselves to them, you know? So that, that, that was, that's one, one of my biggest fears in coming into this was, if I become that person, I hope that like people will tell me, call me out for it. But also like the, that was, that was who I was becoming had I not caught myself. So to go back to your question, would that person like me now who found that enlightenment, who found that like, who found the path that, you know, like the path of like, it, it's a harder path to walk on, but it's also like the right path. You know, would they have, would they like this kid bandit? I don't think so. I think they, they would have been asking why, why are you not capitalizing on this? Why are you not, you know, I mean, I mean, I kind of do capitalize on it a little bit, but it's also, I try to be as tasteful as possible because, because like I said, I don't like the people who pander. I don't like the people who are doing it because it's a cool thing, you know, or, or how during pride month, like every major company decides to have a rainbow in their logo for no reason, because mm. like, you know, well, they, you know, it, it, it's so it's become like positive. Christmas, isn't it? It's, it's so many companies yeah. do it just to go, Oh, we want to be seen as part of what is happening. You know, making your, your logo rainbow colored is the same as putting a Christmas hat on your logo for a lot of companies. Yeah. So, oh, not all of them. Obviously there are some that, that really push for oh, change. Yeah. But so many of them, you know, just do it because well, everybody else is doing it. I don't just want to be popular. Um, to, yeah. to, with with what you say about worrying about becoming um, lost in 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 all of this, the the one thing I was always told was for as long as you worry about that sort of thing, it will never happen. By virtue of you worrying yeah. about it, it won't happen. By virtue of you worrying about uh, believing your own hype and and getting too big for your boots, by virtue of you worrying about that, you won't, because it's always going to be there in your head. That's really good advice. <laughs> that's really good advice. Yes. Thank you. Hey, thank you. We've and we've right, we've got one more match to get to. We've got to finish on your final match for your desert island. Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura is is locked in there. That belter from Takeover. Uh, we have the Kenny Omega Okada match one. New Japan World and Chill for match two. Uh, what would you like your third and final match to be then? Um. So this one is a little, I, I feel like people wouldn't expect it, but it will be uh, Miro versus Fuego del Sol. Um, solely for the ending, when Sammy came out with the contract, because um, it was such a good, a uh, feel-good moment. I think it was like the episode of like, the, the first episode of Rampage, it might be the second, but it was, it was like one of the earlier ones. Mm. And it it was one of those things where I, I, I'm pretty sure I met Fuego a couple of weeks before that when I was in the Nightmare Factory, and 
you know, and he was a genuinely wholesome guy. I did not know he wasn't signed. Uh, a lot of the talent that get used on Dark and Elevation regularly are there hoping to get to that point of like being all elite. And obviously when you're in that position that people, you know, he was getting that cult following. He was, he, he had signs everywhere saying sign Fuego del Sol, you know, everyone loved him. Um, you know, I didn't get close to him then, but he, he genuinely showed like respect. And that goes so far in, in the business where, where everyone's a star, I guess. And we, we, I got told you want to shake everyone's hand or, you know, acknowledge everyone's efforts, you know, no matter how new, no matter how mundane their task is, you want to appreciate them because you never know who gets there. Right. Uh, who, who, who makes it. When I met Fuego, the way he came across was just like, he was such a nice, wholesome person. And, um, when he got signed, I, I don't know if a lot of people like this is knowledge or not, but like I don't think they told him that he was gonna, you know, pick up that contract. So, so that that was like some genuine stuff coming in, in into that, you know. So, um, the only other time I felt like that in in the storyline was when Danielson won the title at WrestleMania Triple X, wink, wink, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but. It, this one hits different because I met Fuego. Uh, he helped mold me for a while in because he was coming to the Nightmare Factory. Um, so this had a little bit more of a personal connection, and I was happy for him. You know, I was, and then I got to wrestle him afterwards. So it, it even it even kind of you know go, goes into like a kind of a lock, and that's it, it goes full circle for for me. So that's why I would put that there as my third match. Because I will never get tired of watching good people get their due. Um, and that's the, the ending of that match. Yeah, he lost, but he still got that moment. He got his due. And I think we as a whole collective, like human race because of COVID, we have been taking L's left and right. That seeing that is just, it's a big W for all of us, you know? So... And also, like, you know, it, 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 it evens out my thing. I have a match where I watch it for sentimental value. I have a match where I watch it for the wrestling. And then I have a match where I just want to watch it to feel, feel good. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you touch all the bases. You touch all the bases. Yeah. Uh, a really a really nice sentiment in that one as well, where you said it's nice to watch um, people getting their dues, getting some Ws after several years of L's. Uh, I know I speak for a lot of people when I say that we're excited to see some big dubs for Kid Bandit in 2022. Oh. I'm really excited to see what you do. It's going to be awesome. Manifest, it. <laughs> Manifest Destiny. Now, by the time this goes out, you and Ho Ho Loon would have already kicked the shit out of each other. Um, oh so, uh, so I'm sure it all went well, and I'm sure you had a belter. Um, what else is coming up for Kid Bandit in twenty in, in the next month or so? Ah, yeah. Oh, I can mean, you? He can, but he's not sure whether he can. <laughs> I unfortunately have to keep things in the dark for some people, but oh. yeah, there there are some stuff coming up. Um, 
I have a lot of, <laughs> that's like the worst pun I could think of. Like, How do I, okay. So yeah, uh, I have a, I'm going to be going out of state. I have, I had, I had plans to wrestle in Russia this year. Ah, and I was going to be, it was going to be so cool. Cause like, I get to tell people I'm the only per I'm the only indie wrestler that went out of my way to wrestle in Russia. Oh, yeah. Masha Slamovich will be livid. Yes, that's, that's, that's what this like. Yeah, Masha, I went to Russia, yo. Like, <laughs> me for no reason, right? Just because I met someone willing to vouch for me, willing to help me get there. But unfortunately, the country right now with with COVID spiking up, I don't think that they will be letting that, like letting foreigners at least go into their um, borders. I had plans to go to Leeds, uh, which I don't know. I'm not familiar how far that is oh it's only down is. the road Leeds is only down the road from here would you happen to know uh Rebecca uh Resner I do know Rebecca Resner I do know Rebecca from small yeah, yeah. Um, world so she um I asked her about performing there um because I actually want to mess with her because she's the blue eyes white dragon I'm you know the protagonist there's something there there's so, something there yeah, so you know. Oh, so, so if <laughs> there it is. So if not tidal, then maybe rise actually. It could potentially be yes, rise. Yes. Um I I don't have it off the top of my head, but I am trying to get in contact with those promotions because I have one of my goals this year is to be international. And Europe is always I've I've been to Europe one time and that was for a connecting flight. So <laughs> so it doesn't count, unfortunately. So um I want to go wrestle in Europe. I want to, man, I feel like I, because uh, uh, this is presumptuous for me to say, but I have played, I have played two Assassin's Creed games set in in England. And with how Ubisoft is so meticulous about how they recreate these worlds, I feel like I've been to England. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's presumptuous for me yeah, to say. You'll, you'll get a shock in Yorkshire, but that's fine. Let that happen. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, if, if, if people from uh, international booking uh, offices, if, if international promotions want to get Kid Bandit on their show, how can they get in touch with you? I thankfully was able to get a uniform of it. Um, so every handle I have will be under at Kid Bandit Pro with two D's uh, on the kid part, not the bandit. I don't know why people spell bandit weird. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> they, they do. I, I, I've been in the promotion like, four times and they every single time they have misspelled my name and in different always ways fun. always fun and when, yes. they get, when they get a picture from from google images as for the poster it's that and can we do less of that in 2022 oh <laughs> uh, yeah oh it, like well i had a post uh, sorry sorry to segue i had a poster right. go go up and it was my facebook profile picture which, which uh I, I posted it very recently it was me with a banana and a bang and that, that was my profile picture for like maybe like three days and and I, I and i had a promoter put that in their poster i'm like i have professionally done promo photos from aew you could have pulled it was probably easier to use those honestly because you you have to dig deep to find this picture of me <laughs> but okay whatever uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, they're all under Kid Bandit Pro with two Ds on the kid part, not the bandit. Um, I I generally accept um, all bookings uh, as long as you 
don't send unsolicited dick pictures. With, it's with, a fair. With, it's a fair request. And for, yes, and unfortunately, given recent uh, developments, I do have to make that public service announcement. Please don't, please don't ever try to book a talent and attach a dick pic. Like, I'm not sure what they're hoping would would come of that. Like, oh, I, I was going to say no to this booking, but now I've, I've I've seen your penis. So yeah, sure. Like, I don't know what the hope is. I I don't how get people. I don't get it, and I vetoed the, the promotion before. Okay, so so the contents of that conversation was they didn't send the dick pic when they asked me, but I had to oh, say okay. no. <laughs> I thought they did. I thought they were going like, I know, it will seal the deal. I think they sent it afterwards to try to, like, get me t- <laughs> to change my mind, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Oh. Like, Ridiculous. So, yeah. <laughs> but kid Hey. <laughs> I, I need to stop making puns. Yo. Never stop I, making puns. Never stop. I I want you I, to never stop. I'm making gonna puns. be in Botchamania for corpsing too much. Oh man. I oh, <laughs> I'll let my I'll let Matthew know to expect to, to expect a DM for it. Kid Bandit, oh. Naruto running into an indie promotion near you. Look out for him. Thank you so much for being on. It has genuinely been a pleasure to have you on. Thank Cult you so much. And I really appreciate this. Uh, this this was a wonderful talk. And thank you for the advice that, like, you know, Cray where Cray is, dude, that is wonderful advice what you gave me as well. Because well. that's something I constantly struggle with. So thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 